Hi there, and welcome to another episode of On Air with Anthony. We are in the year 2021. Yes, we made it. We made it. And of course, I am eternally grateful. You know, many didn't make it this year, but we're still here as a testament. Um, What can I say? I hope that this year we will stay motivated, stay encouraged, and continue to dream. And not only dream, but work hard to achieve those dreams. But just to get into this week's show, I will be joined by Mr. Damien Williams. He's an educator, international development consultant, corporate and life coach, author, of the book grab you some lemons he's a grenadian by birth living in jamaica for the past 15 to 16 years he's a pro director of the jamaica aid support for life and also the each one reach one foundation his mission in life is to help individuals and communities social enterprises to tap into their own power and unique value and leverage that to create the life they deserve and desire Yes, definitely a mouthful. So, let us welcome Mr. Damien Williams. Hi, Damien. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me. It is my pleasure indeed. Um, How have you been managing COVID? I have to ask that because this seems to be a question I ask everybody. How have they been managing COVID and... You know, has it really stopped the entertainment in your life? Um, no, you know, um, un- unfortunately or, or fortunately, um, COVID has not really changed anything apart from um, wearing a mask if I have to go out or when I'm going out. Um, I've always been this sort of a recluse home person. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going out, I go out mostly by myself. Um, so it hasn't really changed anything. I'm really always home, basically. Okay. Yeah. That's my entertainment is a good book and perhaps a glass of wine. A glass of wine. Okay. The bougie in you, the bougie in you. (laughs) Yes. I like that. Um, but as I have been saying to, you know, we're in 2021 and indeed last year has been a trying year for many. Not all we can say, you know, not everybody is comfortable or would have been in that position to say the year itself was an amazing one for them. But nonetheless, as I've exercised before, the gratitude still exists because we're still alive. Yes. And despite all the odds, things are not as bad as it is for many. Many didn't get to see this new year and, you know, that alone is a gift in and of itself. Um, Yeah. From a spiritual aspect, because I know you're deeply rooted in the, you know, the church. At least yeah. now you are, because I realize this is something, it is like, it's like a part of your schedule, I see. You know, it's your yeah. lifestyle. Um, from a religious perspective, spiritual perspective, mm-hmm. um, how should one position themselves, you know, with all that is happening around us? How spiritually can we put ourselves in the frame of mind where we can be at peace and be able to stay focused on the things that we ought to be focused on during this time? 
Right. I I think it's it's quite important for one to have a sense of spiritual grounding. And that spiritual grounding does not necessarily have to be for people who are Christians or who belong to any particular organized religion. Mm -hmm. That spiritual grounding could be in the knowledge of who you are and in the knowledge that things and in the hope that things would be okay. Because you know of who you are. You know that you are strong enough to withstand whatever comes at you. Yeah? Right. And why I go at who you are? Because COVID has interrupted a lot of the things, a lot of the markers that we use to give our lives fulfillment. And so when we no longer have that, we don't have a sense of who we are, what to do. Um, we feel out of balance. But a knowledge of self keeps us grounded even in the most tempestuous times. So I would say have a spiritual grounding. But for me as a person of strong faith um, and the Christian tradition, right. the knowledge of uh, there is a God who is sovereign and who is in control of everything allows me to rest because the scripture tells me that all things, not some, all things, even the things that we, we think make us uncomfortable, work for good to those who love him and, and serve accord, him. according yeah. to his purpose. Indeed. But Tony, yeah. if you look in your own life, you can look back at some really difficult experiences that you've gone through. I can. And when you come out of it, you're like, wow, I didn't know I was so strong. Or you gain some, some wisdom that you never had before. That is it. For so there is value even in that experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Definitely. And so that, that too helps us to, to be able to say, okay, when I come out of this, I'm coming out with something that I did not have before. So, so yeah, that is what I have used to, to really center me and to really ground me and not have me um, blown off my feet by what COVID has allowed to happen. Um, when we look at religion, and let me um, not, I don't, for me, I don't really like to pinpoint because we look and appreciate religion on different standpoints, yeah. especially with these new approaches to religion and Christianity. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't really, I, for me, I think I'm no longer attached to the old-fashioned religious lifestyle. Right. I'm probably, I think I would consider myself to be a part of the new thought method to, okay. to religion. Mm. Um, but, you know, a lot of us think that, a lot of people think that you have to be Christian to really have that connection to God. And in order for you to, you know, get to that place where you feel some form of yeah. divine intervention in your life, in your day-to-day -day doings. Like for me, um, I'm not the most holiest person. You know, we are, we are not because we're all, as the Bible would say, born in sin, in sin and the rest is history. But at this time in my life, um, I think religion has really helped me to keep things together mm. um especially as you said in in my past experiences some of which i still battle with now mm -hmm. and 
you know i always say to people you can't just look at people and think that they don't experience things because you don't see it don't mean it doesn't exist and a lot of us tend to do that but i want to say that the spiritual part of me is really helpful in keeping things going and i think that when i look back you know over life over my life i really can see how that has impacted my growth i've really yeah. begun to th- i've begun to think differently my approach to things have different have been different and not only that too with age you definitely grow well not for everybody but you know for most people you tend to grow some for good some for bad yeah. but that is it from a life coach perspective how should we position ourselves for growth in this year despite what's happening around us and not only that we're in an environment where work-wise a lot of people are now working from home a lot of people are probably unemployed because you know the usual functionalities that would have existed in a normal world does not exist anymore how do we make ourselves one marketable for the work world after well with the possibility that this will end soon two how do we remain a factor something that is vital to society because a lot mm-hmm. of us lose our purpose or is yeah. losing our purpose during this time and even for me i had to find and dig deep within to see that okay yeah. you don't want to lose what makes you vital or important so yeah those are my questions sounds like i ask a million questions in one but let no, me no, see I, I get it <laughs> yeah um, it's interesting that you ask that question, and it's perhaps almost prophetic, because at the end of February, I'll be hosting my annual conference, Command Your Year 2.0, um, mm-hmm. and that is exactly what we'll be looking at. It's called Looking Back, Reaching Forward, and the whole idea is to, I think 2020 caught a lot of people off guard. And we're not used to the whole idea of adapting. We're not very adaptable, right? We get comfortable in a space. Mm -hmm. But I think 2020 has taught us some incredible lessons about our own vulnerabilities and had given us pause to really think and think deeply about ourselves. And I'm going back to the self, Tony. Right. Because a knowledge of self helps us to understand our unique value. Right? Because you're asking yourself questions because you no longer perhaps have the job or maybe you want an additional income. Maybe you want a promotion where you are so that you can make more. Or maybe you want to start a business. Right, right. You need to pause with yourself and ask yourself, who am I? And in asking yourself, who, who, who am I? You're asking yourself, what are my values? Is my value integrity? Is it professionalism? Mm -hmm. Is it um, respect? Is it whatever your values are? You need to to write those down, right? Okay, so you've asked yourself, what are my gifts and my skills and my talent? Very vital questions, yes. Right. What, what, What are my characteristics? What are my beliefs? And you lean into that. Here's why you would lean into that. Because in the workspace, Tony, everybody might have the same kind of qualification. Everybody might have a degree. Everybody might have a master. Right. 
But what is it that makes you unique? What value can you add in the space that you want to occupy? And when you lean into who you are at core, that unique value that you bring to the table, that is what separates you. Indeed. That is what, what makes you not just stand out, but outstanding. That's a right? very good one. So, you don't want to stand out. You want to be outstanding. I love outstanding. that. So you need to be able to, to enumerate those things. And now when you ask yourself those, you need to ask yourself, what am I passionate about? Right. Because a lot of people, a lot of people message me from time to time saying to me, um, oh gosh, you can help me find a work? And I say, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Anything, anything I could find. That's an issue, right? And that is a huge issue. Because you find yourself stuck in one place for very long because you took it out of convenience. Mm-hmm. And you're unfulfilled. You're not adding value to a space that you're passionate about. So you're doing bare minimum to get a salary. Okay. But when you ask yourself, what am I passionate about? Right? Then you can say, okay, how can I use the skills, the talents, the gifts, my values, who am I leaning to those things and leverage those to create opportunities for myself? Indeed. And so what I have people doing as they list their skills and all of that, to think about those things that they've always wanted. I take you right back to your childhood. When you were a child, what did you want to do with your life? What did I want to do with my life when I was a child? What did I want? To, I wanted to be a doctor or a mortician. Those, mm-hmm. those are two things that... And then growing up, my, my desire for career changed because mm. I worked... Um, for two years, I worked at the morgue at KPH. Right. I was rather young. But I worked there nonetheless. It was during the time of the Tivoli incursion. That I, and right. ex- yes. So to experience mm. that, I'm looking at being in a place where, okay, in a 24-hour span, you're dealing with hundreds of dead bodies because you're dealing with what's happening. Because remember, at that time, we had the incursion. So right. all of those dead bodies coming in, some of them decomposed, you know, so it was quite traumatic yes. for me, but it was something that excited me. So why did you want to do it? Um, you know, I, I think at that, at that point I was, um, as a child, you know, the normal professions that were accepted. You want to mm. be a doctor, you want to be a teacher, you want to be a lawyer. And, and I guess for me, I just said, okay, a doctor. So would, that did not. That did not come from you. No. And that is the point. That is the point. A lot of us, we, we don't, we're not walking in our purpose. And so we find ourselves having to knock on, on every kind of door. I say to people, when you walk in your purpose, you do not need to knock on any doors because you're walking in a lane or a path that is made specifically for you. You know, as you said that, there's a tweet that I tweeted yesterday and I'm going to find it to read it to you and because it definitely correlates with what you said. And it said something about there is a divine feeling. Hold on, let me get it. I want to be very, very precise when I say this because a lot of us get so backtracked or lost into our expectations and what reality is. And not only that what we want 
you know, we don't get to feel that until we've probably experienced some form of life-changing moment that really said, okay, this is what you need to do. Just as you said, somebody asked them, ask you for your work, and mm. their best thing is to tell you anything. Because, uh, indeed, they don't have a passion for something specific, or they probably just haven't found that passion as yet. Right. The tweet... Everybody has it. Everybody has it, but we either... Um, dishonor it, or we think, oh, that doesn't look. It's too small. Just enough. Yes. Or, 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 so we're dishonoring ourselves. We're dishonoring things that we could be great at and excel at, and 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 people would want it and add value to the world and make money doing it. Mm-hmm. That's true. The yeah? tweet. The tweet said, "There's a sweet justice in knowing that the path you are on was designed for you and you alone." I don't know, out of nowhere, I was just relaxing yesterday and I was just looking back and that just came to me. Mm. Because when you look at our journeys, they, I, I have to say our journeys are different. Mm. They're very, very different, but they're somewhat similar because we all experience things at different phases in our lives and that catapults us to different parts, different things, mm. different achievements, different goals. So definitely i can agree with what you're saying and i can see but and me, i like that you went there mm-hmm. i like that you went there because yes. when you when you when you forget everything that people say you you should be or you, you're looking at other people's success and thinking i should be that to have that mm-hmm. and you're getting back to the core of who you are what you love what is the thing that that you would want to wake up every day and and, and do if money wasn't an option that's true then you're going to talk about now so then how do you set the goals to do that? Right? Because and, and when I say goals, I don't just mean I want to do this. Mm-hmm. A specific, measurable, attainable, relevant. I don't say realistic. I say relevant. Because the goal has to be relevant to your vision for your life. Right. Right? Because going to... to Abu Dhabi or the Maldives is very realistic, Indeed. but it may not be relevant to where you want to go with your life mm-hmm. for now. That's it. Yeah. So relevant and time bound. So you will say that I want to do this by this time within this period. Mm-hmm. So it, it must it must be so that when you look back, you can measure yourself. Did I achieve it? by this time was the period that that it was achieved the period that i said right oh did i fall short so you could measure yourself but when you don't know where you're going and what you need to do to get there then you have a challenge so as you as you think about where where you want to go for 2021 you have to get back to yourself return to yourself then set those goals that will take you on what you just said there in your tweet on your specific path mm-hmm. not whatever don't get distracted by what everybody because i do i do and I, I know i'm not the only person that gets distracted on because mm-hmm. sometimes i do look to the side you know that people always say stay in your lane but you know just as though you're driving and you're in your mm-hmm. lane you observe sometimes what's on the left and what's on the right 
Yeah. And you get so sometimes you get back. Oh my, that's such a beautiful house. That's such that's such a. But then I I somebody said this to me the other day. The grass is only greener because what you either take yeah. care of the grass or you allow it to stay withered. Yeah. So I once would look back. For example, you know I see some of my, like most if not all my friends that I went to school with would who who would either be, either be married right now or have kids and i'm looking man i'm like okay what's wrong with me <laughs> you know and i'm like okay am i what, what why is it that i am not doing this but then i look back and i say to myself one financially you're not in a position to take care of a kid because you still and then for your life goal you have not achieved that so, and, and then i'm saying you know what let me not feel bad because i used to feel bad and then they're they're stupid well they're classmates i went to school with that would have moved on from just a regular degree into masters and i'm like okay i'm lacking i am like what's going on why haven't i so comparison really is the theft of joy because i spent Uh most of the time focusing on the fact that they are doing this and i never did that and therefore i started to feel less than but that's what we do all the time we measure ourselves by other people's standards yeah and 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 it is so unfair and sometimes we we pursue something and we're great at it we quote unquote are successful at it Mm -hmm. but it is somebody else's journey yes that is is somebody else's success it is not our own that is true. so at the end of the day we wind up feeling so unfulfilled i did this for how many years and I feel so unfulfilled so you reach 50 and you want a change of career. Career, yeah. I realize a lot of people do that though. Because yeah. it wasn't what they wanted. It was not what you wanted but it was what you did so that people could say that you're successful. Yeah. You, you know, and that affects how we feel about even our material possession. When you know who you are, when you know what your journey is, mm-hmm. then all of the things that people use as markers of success, you may say, okay, this is not part of my journey yet. It may be down the road because of the path that you have to trod. Mm-hmm. Because my life's purpose is not to live in a big house and yes, drive this car. Yes. That may come. I don't have any not, aversion. And not to, not to interrupt but, you. Mm, mm. I don't know if you know the artist Pampute. Yes. She did a video the other day. And when I say the video spoke to me, she said these words. She said, you might eat filet mignon and I might eat tin mackerel. The two are belly full. Yeah. She said, you might sleep in a king-size bed. I sleep on a twin bed. The two are we get sleep. And <laughs> she, she spoke on several things. But when I looked at it, it sounded funny listening to it. Yeah. But it was the reality of it. Because it's wise. It, wise, it, wise it, it is. It is so... And as I'm saying... A lot of us look at inspiration and think that inspiration has to come from somebody who is, okay, you have a PhD. It has to be an Oprah. It has to be somebody from some magnanimous, you know, background. No, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that that's inspiration. So when I, when, when I watched that video, I was highly inspired and it shows that exactly what you're saying is the same thing. We spend our lives focusing on building other people's journey when we're internally not happy or satisfied yeah so 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 really and what we're saying really to to those who are listening this is a time to really return to self to zero in on you to zero in on what your journey is 
and to walk in it, to own it, and to be comfortable in it. Let me just share a little personal story. With you. Mm-hmm. About three years ago, I was working with an international organization, and I had just gotten a promotion. The money was good. I mean, work was flying into Peru and in all of the the Latin American Caribbean countries where our company was operating, right? Because I was operations and, and capacity development manager. Yes, yes. And at that, I decided to, to leave. Just when that promotion happened, I decided to leave. Wow. I decided to leave because I felt that there was something more I could do. And the more that I could do didn't have a position and a title. I couldn't go on to say to anybody when somebody say, so you're resigning your job, what job are you moving on to? I couldn't go and tell people, well, um, I really plan on working for myself and it's to really help people, to coach people and businesses and try to see if I get independent consultancy. People don't say, you're mad. Yeah, that's not a position. Because you're walking that's out of not, a good job. Yeah. Yeah. That is not prestigious. And for three months, I was home, not working. No money coming in. Um, but I was convinced that this was my journey. And I was mocked. And uh, I was laughed at. And everybody said, <laughs> oh, gosh, everybody want to be a life coach everybody wants to be this when you don't have ambition that's the only thing people try to do wow but that didn't bother me because i know who i am i know what value that i offer and i also know what skills and qualifications i bring to the team right right and i worked on it i started to to write and i started to post my little post and I started to reach out here and reach out there. Mm-hmm. And the first corporate contract that I got was to train a team of 183 people. The people tell me, name a price. And I was so not used to it. I named some kind of silly price. I say, okay, well, since it's two hours and 180 somebody mm-hmm. give me um. 600 US. The person said, what? You need to put some more on that. And offered me 1500 US. Right. For two hours of training. And the training, I went there and I did the training. Because you know what I brought to the table? I brought my background as an educator, as a teacher. And the different ways people learn. And that teaching must be student focus so i didn't go there to share my knowledge i went there so that they would know how much wisdom and knowledge that they had so all of the information came from them and then we pulled it together and they saw a clear vision which is it and i said you are the experts because this is your reality you live this that's true that i'm is just true. here to facilitate that so i bring that to the table and they enjoy themselves and they had fun and when i left that that lady recommended me for something else. And things started to pick up three years after. And I have never worked for anybody yet, yet in my life since then. Wow. That's an amazing story. 
That is an yeah. amazing story. Because when you walk in your specific path, the people who are in need of what you have to offer will find you. Opportunities find the ready. It's true. Because for me, like if right now, become, if you're not ready for it, you can't take it. That is true. Because when when I said I when I left when I stopped working at KPH, um, I started I started working in the government sector. After was good at what I did, really really good at what I did. It created so many connections. You know how government work already. Once you're in a position where you're authoritative. Oh, you yeah. meet a lot of people that require this particular thing, and you know anybody. Everybody, I had calls from every anybody you could think of, and even now, those persons yeah. would still call me. I no longer work at this organization, and I would still get a call. Do you know anybody there that you can put me on to, to do X, Y, Z? I mm. still do that. And after that, when I left working for the government, and, and let me show you. As you said, purpose. Yeah, I was framed while working for the government now let me show you how funny it is i used to handle millions of dollars because mm -hmm. it was actually it was tax related that i normally work now there was a client that was aligned to a certain political party oh, i've okay. learned my lesson yes and they were breaking the law and i went there to investigate it and in doing so, they made a call to a particular political representative. And you know how that goes. The rest is history. Yes, the rest is history. Mm. I was framed that I stole, I think it was $1,500. Mind you, I have collected over $1.5 million in just cash before. And if I never stole a cent from... <laughs> 1.5 million dollars 100 jamaican yes oh, why would i steal that amount of money anyway my boss defended when i tell you you see when people know who you are you don't need to speak twice mm. my boss defended me to the brink meetings on top of meetings even when i <laughs> left when they laid me off i still received full salary from my boss not from them my boss paid me because he knew I was being framed. And even after, you know, my, my, my then previous boss, he got me another job in something that I liked. Because he knew I liked events. He knew I liked, he knew I liked dealing with food and cooking. And this is my passion since lately. It's like very therapeutic for me. So I started working at this event planning company after. Working at the company. Oh my God, I was thriving. Damien, I was thriving. It was some, I loved it. I didn't know I had a, such a passion for it mm -hmm. until I started doing it. And I left. I left the company because the, the company wasn't doing well because the boss had some issues that they were just not tend, um, tending to. So I left. No, I took a leap of faith and I started my own business. Ah. Damien. I can tell you, it was rough for the first patch. But when I looked back, you know what I had to do? I had to see what else I was creative at. So I no longer was offering just event planning and execution. I started offering production management, 
talent scouting, location scouting, security detailing. You, you hear how much things I started adding because I knew these. Yes. I started to, the services that I would ask persons for, I now knew how to do them. I no longer needed you for that. I was better at it and I had connections in these, place, in these places. For example, one of my biggest projects to this day was working with Beyonce. Was what? Working with Beyonce. Oh, nice. Yes, that's one of my biggest projects. I've worked on several movies, several music videos. And, you know, I, who would have thought that little me would have been able to do this going on a conference call with Beyonce, Beyonce's head of security and her, her, her producers and everything to figure out what her next step is going to be. Having her flying in, arranging security details, where she's staying, all of these things. It was such a privilege for me. So And, and you don't have no rich godfather? No. You don't have no links? No. Taking the leap of faith not just in God, in yourself. Yes. And walking that path because that is yours. Yes, it is. And what happened? People, Jamaicans like to say nothing now go on. It's, it's, a, it's a term that I try to get the people in communities that I work with to abandon. Nothing now go on. Don't go on because we are not ready. We expect things to come to us and yes. we're not ready. Yes. So you what you see what you did? I tell people, every place you've worked is not a place to get paid. It's a place to learn, to develop a skill, mm -hmm. to add what you have, to make yourself, the original question you asked me, marketable. Yes. That is what you did. You are that production company. You learned everything. You added your own twist to it. Mm -hmm. That thing, that je ne sais quoi that only you have. Yes. And you made it better. You created a hybrid of the project. And even right? that, I left. I, I think you was offering a project management thing. I did the course. You was offering this event. It was not a degree. It mm. was. It wasn't. But I went and I did them nonetheless. And all that I've learned from those, I still apply them currently. Because, you know, a lot of people think... And I used to think that way that if you don't have a degree in something particular, you cannot perform well at it. But that's that's a, that's an absolute lie because I've met people who are degreed in those areas and still could not perform the duty at at hand. Listen to me. I tell people you don't need a degree to be successful in life. You need to understand you. You have everything. Everything that you need for success is within you. And yes, you can say, but you already have a degree. You already did what, what, what. You could say that. This is what I'm telling you. I have worked for the European Union on a project where the person who was supposed to get a job is supposed to have a PhD. Right. I went into the interview room. Six of us, five with a PhD. I'm the only one without the PhD. I, and this is in project management and uh, community development, right? Right. I have degree in education. I have degree in philosophy and theology. Nothing to do with development. <laughs> and management, Nothing yeah. to do with project management. 
you hear me? Right. And I walked into that room and I came out as the consultant. It starts with faith. I've realized that a lot of the steps that we have to make, it starts with just having faith and believing in who you are. I'm passionate about something just like you heard about a little course somewhere and you took the little course and you learned something and you develop on it. You build on it. It's like scaffolding. Yes. Go on a building and you see them putting up whatever and they build all these ladder looking things that they stand on. You scaffold. So you take something that they, somebody gives you and you put your own twist on it. So you add another layer. Right. So that becomes your own unique product. That you can now market and sell. Because I'm, I'm sure what you are doing and how the how you are doing it. Nobody else was doing it like that. That is true. Because sure even this minute, I no longer live in Jamaica. <laughs> I no longer live in Jamaica. But the said calls, I still get them. People search for me. Who cannot find, who doesn't, who don't have my number right now. I, I yeah. cannot believe they find me on Facebook. And that is why up to this minute, I haven't left Facebook. Because it still provides you with the necessary mm. business connections and, that you need. And, and you can still leverage all of that experience that you have. You can now say, okay, how did I do it? What did I do? And so you can start to now put a how-to in the form of a book now. Right. And that means another stream of income. I want to I wanna write a book. I've... When you put it in the book now, you can take that book now and develop a course. An online course. Never looked at it that way. That you can now make another stream of income. That's right. Having now the course, the book, and having the experiences of a business... You can now have speaking engagement and be paid to speak. And that is what I take each client through. I, I, I help them to understand that your life is a reservoir of opportunities. Yes, it, it definitely is. Um, it, it just takes a lot of tapping into. But as you say, for many people, it takes them a while to get there. Some, it takes them way too late. But and that is why a life coach is important, though, even though they mock life coaches. I mean, there are some people who don't take the time to do a training mm -hmm. or anything like that. Um, I Training in psychology, um, both educational, developmental, social psychologies. And yeah. all of those things. But there is a reason why there are medical doctors. There's a reason why there are psychologists, um, psychiatrists, and therapists. And there also is a reason why there is a life coach who is able to take your life and present your life to you as a business and make you know that you are a CEO, give you tools that you can use to put your life on the path that you desire and deserve. And that is what I always tell people. You have the power to create the life you desire and deserve. So people looking on, on the, from the outside looking into my life, based on whatever they're using as markers, they will say, oh, but you know, live no life. And I can tell you that I am living the life that I desire and I deserve. I can sleep. I don't owe nobody. Mm -hmm. I have food. 
That's it. I have clothes, clothes that I don't wear yet. And I know that I won't die a papa. That's it. As you say, we have yeah. to take ourselves away from what we consider to be comfort and what we consider to be. If you don't have these specific things, it means nothing is happening for you. We have but to take... But that is what COVID has taught us. Yes. COVID stripped us of all of those things. Yes, it did. It did. It made me even more appreciative of people on a whole. Ah. Uh, yes, it did. You know, as black people, we, our, our whole DNA, things that are passed on to us transgenerationally, right. is community. It's about that communal spirit. It's about the idea of collecting. And that is what now the world and the UN is recognizing as sustainable development. But in Africa, we had it for thousands of years. That's why now in Jamaica, you have Padna Dra. That comes out of Kwanzaa and the African philosophy of Ujuma. The Padna Dra. Where poverty, in, to prevent poverty, let us come together and throw our money in a hat. So that one person can receive a bulk to do what they need to do. Mm -hmm. While another person can. Yeah. While another person gets it to do what they need to do. So that there is no lack in the community. That is sustainable development. Hmm. It's an interesting so thing. Yeah. So we need to, 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 to think about who we are as a people. Where are we coming from? What is the rich legacy and what, who are the shoulders that we stand on? And to also recognize that we're not in competition with anybody. We don't need to compete. And because we don't need to compete, we don't need to compare. Because if I walk in my lane and you walk in your lane, each of us could add value, could fill in the gaps. What I'm missing, you fill in that gap. That's it. But I think we, a lot of people, well, we haven't learned as a people to stand in the gap for each other. You know, that's a big thing. A lot right. of us really haven't learned that. And, right. and I think it also, it's not that many of us aren't willing. I don't think that's the case. I just think human interaction has damaged a few of us and it makes us unwilling to do it again, if you get what I mean. So yeah, we've, and, and we've and made ourselves available to people previously, but yeah. based on what they've done to us, we no longer feel there's a need to, to go over that again. So, yeah. you know, but I am still hopeful. I still, there's, I, I, I said to somebody, there's still hope for humanity. Yeah. But that is where my, my faith comes in. Because my faith tells me that my reward, my payback doesn't come from man. Right. Right. I have opened my doors, my house to people numerous times. People who come and saw the story about who put them out. And each time without fail each time i have done it it has ended in people cussing me hmm. in people saying things behind my back in people's people being mad at me in people stealing from me all of those things each time i've gotten word and each time somebody comes you still take them still take them and i still help you know why because i'm not helping you to get thanks i'm helping you because that is who i am that's it i said you this is somebody you can't you people have this notion especially jamaicans are cultured in a way where they think oh i use the person i use it i always say to them you can't use me 
I nobody can i assisted you you can't you can't you can't use me you needed help and i rendered that to you yeah it's not me using you and i didn't do it because i wanted to talk about it i've yeah. done i myself have done so much for people as equally as people have done for me i don't go about talking about that because that's not the aim wasn't the intention from the get-go and that is what i remember the things that people have done for me yes and then my own face said to me to do good to those who use you who despise you mm -hmm. who hate you and despisefully use you that you must turn around and do good to them and so if i say i believe in the faith that i do believe in and i believe the bible then i must act on it right right but the challenge is that what we, we we have in religion today is a lot of tradition and people put tradition over the real essence of what christianity is if you look at jesus and how jesus de were dealt with the people that were considered outcasts if you look at his lifestyle and you looked at how concerned he was about those who were sick and those who were hungry those reading you never see jesus say oh you are all um prostitutes you are fire whatever however they preach it these <laughs> right <laughs> i don't yeah. even know how to yes because that that is not the message That's we it. talk john 3 16 all the time but john 3 17 says for god did not send his son into the world to condemn and, and i most, think we, we do a lot of condemnation now more than ever so i i when i to find my faith. Let me just say this last thing and shut up. <laughs> when I was going to seminary, I became an atheist. And it wasn't until I became an atheist and really chastising the church and what have you and, and, and going back in the Bible to find points to contradict them and, and what have you mm -hmm. that I found out for myself what the bible is asking christians to be and to do in the world right yeah and and the church has done a very bad job as being ambassadors really because they have not said anything that represents the kingdom really in 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 large part you have a few but those are not loud enough Eh? Right. So I respond according to my faith, but I also respond according to who, knowing who I am as a black man, as a person of African descent, mm -hmm. and, and and the people that came before me, and what they believed, and how that was stripped from me for a capitalist kind of way of existing. Right. Because those things don't matter but those things affect our psyche because when we can't get all of those trappings we think that our lives are empty and we become distressed so it even affects our mental health indeed. so that grounding is so important to me so 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 important indeed indeed i must say it's been a phenomenal conversation
I'm definitely we need to have part two and I will ensure we have part two. I think what I want to do, I'm gonna arrange with you a Zoom session with a few people I know definitely will be interested in you just taking yes. us through that. And also I want to I've never done um a vision board. Mm. I would love for you to do a virtual visions vision board session with us. I will find I know there are people who I know would want to do yeah. that. And how is it that we can go about attaining the goals that we set for ourselves? Not just set them with the intention to consider, oh, these are beautiful and I know they will make my life impactful. But to but also set them. set them and achieve them, which is the goal, the target, the aim. Yeah. Um, do you have anything you just like to... Oh, one more thing. Could you just mm. remind me what is the name of the, the, um, the seminar you have coming up? Oh, the seminar that I have coming up is Command Your Year. Um, it's a two-day seminar, um, February 26 and 27, mm -hmm. and it's virtual. Um, and it's really giving people the tools to be able to create for themselves a life plan to achieve their, their goals and to, to realize success financially, emotionally. Right spiritually and mentally so we're going through all of that we're talking about purpose and we we excavating that and we're giving people templates and one of the things that people are going to be getting they're going to be getting a, a book put together specifically for this they'll be getting all of the presentation but they will be getting a project management framework in which they're going to be placing all of their goals with the objectives and the strategies and the activities so it's going to be their own personalized roadmap to be able to achieve that. All right. Is there anything you'd just like to close out with before I give the final remarks? Oh, certainly. All I can say to people is to understand that every experience in your life has shown up as your teacher. So that you can learn the lesson that you need to learn to create a life of purpose, a life of design, and a life of significance. Because significance is always more important than success. I thank you so much, Damien. And viewers, there you have it. It's been a phenomenal conversation with the amazing Mr. Damien Williams. Um, I will share further information with you guys on my page about his seminar that's up and coming. I'm not sure if it will be virtual, but yes, it virtual. will be virtual. Perfect. So I know a lot of us will be able to tune in and participate, learn, grow and share. But, you know, as I always close out with you guys, if you can't figure out your purpose, figure out your passion. For your passion will lead you into the right purpose. And that is very, very important. Life is never unbearable by circumstances, but only by the lack of meaning and purpose. So wherever you are, whatever you do, stay motivated, continue believing, continue achieving, continue being, doing, and becoming. Not in this game of life But with Jah by my side And Jah in my heart Everything is gonna be alright <laughs>